everyone's working hard. Everyone is doing their own thing. And if I want to put the work forward, I want to do it in like a really aligned way. So I need to like be on top of my emotions. I need to be on top of how I'm feeling every day and to get aligned so that I can make it as easy as possible. But Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Four Sigmatic. I have been waiting for months for this product to come out and it's finally here, the Four Sigmatic Mushroom Focus Shot. Four Sigmatic has always believed in seeking energy through nutrient-dense foods, sleep hygiene, movement, and hydration. So when they came up with this product as an alternative to all those gnarly energy drinks that are out there, I was so excited. This is the first ready-to-drink product that promotes focus and energy without all the gnarly ingredients. You can sip half of the bottle of Lion's Mane and Guayusa with a powerful pineapple taste from only real ingredients. No artificial sweeteners or flavors are allowed. I can drink half of the bottle in the morning and then half in the afternoon, and it doesn't make me feel weird and jittery in the afternoon. Go to foursigmatic.com and use the promo code radicallyloved, that's R-A-D-I-C-A-L-L-Y-L-O-V-E-D, to get a special discount on all the Four Sigmatic products. Back to our show. Hey listeners, we need your support. Help us by subscribing and rating to this podcast. Send us a snapshot of your review or comment and we will send you a very special Radically Loved gift. Send your comment to info at radicallyloved.com. You can also click on the show notes here on this podcast for more information. If you want to be part of our community, please click the link to our private Facebook group, on the show notes of this particular podcast so you can be the first to hear of upcoming trainings, retreats, and special Radically Loved events. Thanks so much for listening. Amberly Lyons has quickly become one of my favorite people. <laughs> she is the host of Chakra Girl Radio, and she is also a chakra and Reiki expert. She's your spiritual BFF and the founder of Chakra Girl Co. Amberly shares weekly chakra tips, favorite spiritual products, and wild manifestation stories and reality TV updates. <laughs> We had the best conversation and I actually can't wait to share this one with you. I was also honored to be a part of her show, Chakra Girl Radio. So hopefully you can listen to this part one and then go to part two on her platform so that you can 
listen to <laughs> this most incredibly fascinating conversation about uh, all the things that we're into and a little bit of my paranormal side. Here is Amberly Lyons. Um, so yeah, so we're just having a nice conversation about um, all of the things that we we love and that are important to us. So yeah, I, I find it really kind of sad that that there's yeah. this this thing, and I I almost this is funny because when I do this lecture with my students, we go into this whole business of spirituality, right, and how some of them it are they have this internal battle where they do want to achieve a certain amount of, of success and they want to be able to buy a home or, you know, open a business and go out on fabulous vacations and wear beautiful clothing and, you know, all of these things. And so some of them are like, well, you know, that's not really spiritual. Like, I feel like I'm a bad person for desiring those things, you know, because that's sort of not the the ideal that we see. Some of them just feel a little bit torn because they might think that wanting financial security is not spiritual. So what, yeah. do, you, what do you think about this? Yeah, I, I think that's bullshit. <laughs> I, I, uh, I remember the, one of the first spiritual books that I bought. I'm pretty sure it's because me and my friend were like, hungover and like, what's wrong with us? Why can't we get our lives together? So we like went to a bookstore and bought some book on Buddhism. <laughs> and it basically, we we're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to be Buddhist now. And um, it, yeah, basically teaching you like, you should never want for anything and shouldn't have desires. And I was like, well, like that doesn't make me feel good because I do have desires and I do want things. Um, and I don't want to feel bad for that. So I quickly decided I wasn't going to be Buddhist. Um, but then, yes, similarly to what you were saying, when I was going, you know, yoga was one of the first parts of my journey. And I found that, you know, when I wore my hair extensions to yoga or, you know, rolled up in my like fancy clothes, people would really, really judge me. Um, and I just, I don't know. I think we're supposed to be abundant. The universe wants us to have money. The universe wants us to be rich. And that's why, those things, you know, money, um, you know, designer bags, those are all high vibration things. So that is in alignment with our highest vibration of self. So if you start to feel guilty for those things, or if you start to shame those things, then that puts you onto a lower vibration and disempowers you from attracting them. And I don't know. I just think people are lying when they say they don't want nice things. Yeah. You know, I think I think, well, I, I agree. You know, I think that you have to be able to put yourself in a position of manifesting the things that you want in life. And, and it's going to look different and it's supposed to look different from others, you know, but I also feel that the minute that you start to judge and roll your eyes or, you know, create a block, Mm -hmm. that that's essentially going to keep you from rising to that higher state. Right. hundred percent. Like, and I, and like I said, I just, I kind of don't buy it when people are like, I don't like nice things or I don't want nice things. Like everyone wants to have abundance. Everyone wants things to be easy. Um, and if you're like fooling yourself or lying to yourself, that's just a, 
a fear or a block. Okay, I hear you again. Oh my God, Amber. This is going to be an editing fuck? nightmare. <laughs> oh my God. So, and Tori's the one that's editing this. Whatever, let's see if we can salvage this. Okay, okay. This son of a gun. Um, <laughs> what keep, I think it's definitely not on this end. Uh, I don't, I've been on Zoom all morning and I haven't had one problem. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's always the thing. You always want to fucking blame the other person. I like, know. Like, this is your me. fault, Amber. You did this. Wait, let me tell you something really crazy. So, I I had this this friend bring a friend the other day here who's a, a psychic. Not not any I I just interviewed Natalie Miles. I don't know if you you know who she is. She's incredible. She's yeah. incredibly uh gifted psychic medium. But after she came, one of my other friends, because I told her, I'm like, oh yeah, I just interviewed this really incredible um psychic medium. It was awesome. And she goes, Yeah, my friend's a psychic. You know, we're actually right down the street. I'm gonna come over. So she came over and this, this girl, like I've never met her before and she was a little strange, you know, and she kept just saying like, yeah, you have a lot of visitors here in your house. And I'm oh like, oh God. yeah. I'm like, yeah, I have people come over all the time because I record in my house. She's like, no, like you have a lot of people that don't really belong to be here right now. Oh no. Seriously. Since so she you're sleeping that, with one eye open, right? She's, ever <laughs> since she said that I've had all this weird stuff happen in the house and like, just weird like tension and weird um ele- like electrical failures oh <laughs> this gosh. type of thing you need to like perform an exorcism oh my god no have you ever done that this is a well, great conversation I mean, by the way seen- i'm putting I'm putting this on the podcast. Put it on the podcast. I have, okay. So I've had scary shit happen after I've saged. So, um, I didn't know when I first started saging that you're supposed to like Palo Santo or like, yes, tension. Like I didn't Mm. know that. So after I saged, I had literal like visitors and this was when my husband would go to work early and I would like stay sleeping. I swear to God, there was something and it was, it was like a lucid dream, definitely, but it was so real, but it was like someone had, okay. So I heard something in the kitchen and I was like, Frank, are you here? And then I heard this creepy little voice go, I'm right here. No, (laughs) I swear to God. And then I felt a hand on my mouth and like, and I like, I, I sleep with an eye mask on uh-huh. and I could like look up the bottom of my eye mask and there was like, it was like a black, like a, a no. man, but like a skeleton man with a black t-shirt on and like ghosty floaty legs hovering above me. Stop <laughs> I it. I swear to God. And then I started like, I literally like did an exorcism on my home and there were a couple other things too, like weird little dreams like that. And, um, and then another one where I, um, someone ran up to my bed and put a needle in my arm and I could actually feel the fluid going through my arm. Stop. It, it was so right creepy. Now. And then, so I like, I did all the things. Like I, I like looked it up. I did all the saging again, set intentions, used specific crystals. And then literally the next, I think it was actually the same day. It was either the same day or the next day. I was like out for a bit and I came home and there was a giant black moth in my home. And I like killed it with hairspray naturally as one does. Just sprayed the shit out of it with hairspray because I didn't know what to do. And I was like screaming at the top of my lungs, just like, ah, like spraying it. Anyways, killed it. And then I like looked up the meaning of a black moth and it said that it's an evil spirit that's leaving your home. (gasps) 
I swear to God. I have the chills right now. This I is, know. okay, I guess this is where the conversation's going. But this is where it's going. <laughs> so I just found out about the Sage and the Palo Santo thing. Yeah. So you're, so, and I've been telling everybody that I know because I tell a lot of people, I lo- so I love the smell of Palo Santo. I love yeah. it. I, I burn it all the time. Mm-hmm. But I guess, and this is something that Natalie told me, she's like, you're always supposed to sage first. You sage mm-hmm. first and then you burn the Palo Santo yes. because the Palo Santo is just bringing stuff in. And so if all you're doing is just burning Palo Santo, you're bringing stuff in. And then I, and then it all came together. And then I was like, oh, and this girl just came here. And I'm like, part of me thinks that she just brought some, some entities. Yeah. In. But she yeah, wanted you. I know. Oh my god. Well, because and if you just sage, you're just stirring up everything. It's not. It's like it's leaving and it's like on its way out. But it's like stirring up the bad vibes, and they're gonna like it's gonna get worse before it gets better. And that that's why you have to Palo Santo because the Palo Santo brings in like the positive vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so I I love one of my favorite shows is Ghost Adventures. Like this is something that I watch all the Why time. Why don't I know what this is? Oh my goodness, it's on the Travel Channel. You okay. have to watch it. It's incredible. I mean, it's it's just funny. I mean, I watch it for comedic things because they're very dramatic about like <laughs> hearing EVPs and you know seeing entities and stuff. But I. I can only watch it during the day. So it's like, I have to take a little break from work and I might watch an episode or something. But somebody once told me, they're like, you know, when you watch stuff like that, you're actually inviting spirits in because if somebody's asking for something to appear, even if it's on the television, the sound of that frequency is vibrating out. And so you're calling whatever entities are around you in. So I'm like, okay, so I'm definitely going to have to figure something else out as far as what my favorite shows are. So I just turned the volume down whenever they're investigating a place. (laughs) (laughs) I always just turn the volume down. I'm like, don't, if they're going to start invoking spirits or other beings, I definitely do not want the sound Um, to be up. Okay. Wait, Amber. So I love that we just went off a little bit off uh, the topics here, but not really, really. No, not really. It's all relevant. So in regard to being able to call things in apropos manifestation Talk to us about how you have utilized, you know, the power of intention or manifesting in your life and why it's something important that that you love and and that you speak to. Yeah. So I'm obsessed with chakras, obviously. So our chakras are both transmitters and receptors. So they are the energy centers in our body that are putting out the vibration and receiving the vibration. Um, And obviously you want to be transmitting at a high vibration so that you can receive at a high vibration. So for me, that really meant understanding my chakra system so that I knew where to remedy any misalignment. And now it's just, I mean, like, I always say it's not something that you, it's not like riding a bike. It's not like you cleanse your chakras once and then you're good to go. Like it's constant work. So with manifesting, I actually use the chakra system as like a seven step process. So like I, you know, tap into the root chakra energy to get like really clear and grounded in what I want. And then in the sacral chakra, I'm, um, 
you know, using my emotions to feel as if I already have it. And then in the solar plexus, I'm using my intuition to see, is this the right thing for me? And then in my heart chakra, I'm co-creating with the universe. So I'm doing, you know, some of the work and then I'm inviting the universe to support me in some of the work. Then with my throat chakra is where your anxiety lives. So if any fears are coming up or any doubts or you know, anything like that, that's where you get really real and truthful about what's going on for you and do a lot of the work there. Then the third eye chakra is where um, you kind of ask the universe, what should I do first? And then the crown chakra is your, um, your action, your inspired action. So I go through that seven step process every time I want to manifest something. And yeah, I mean, it's, if you're just kind of, I always say you can't just meditate your way to manifesting. Like you have to take action too. So it's like a great way to like remind yourself like, okay, you can't just like paste some cutouts from a magazine and expect things to happen. Right. Right. This is the biggest thing that, that upset me about the secret when the, the little boy pictures the bike and all of a sudden it shows up at his doorstep. I'm like, come on, you guys. I mean, I, I understand the concept and, and the, and it's funny because I've actually spoken to two people that, that helped create that, that movie that, Mm -hmm. that, that work with uh, Rhonda Byrne. Yeah. And, and I understand the, um, I understand the premise of it and I, and I believe it. And I, exactly like you're saying, I, I think that you definitely have to be able to hone in on your own, um, power, your own gifts, your own ability to set a powerful intention, I believe on all those things. But I also, I'm so glad that you, you said that because so, so much of the time we forget that we actually have to do the work Mm -hmm. that creates all of those things. And sometimes that work looks, it looks different for everybody. Right. So as far as here's one thing that I, that I find kind of takes people off the path is when they start to compare to other people. Mm -hmm. So it's like, maybe they look at you and say, Oh, well, it's easy for Amber to like manifest this fabulous life because, you know, she's gorgeous and, you know, she gets to do this for a living or whatever. Or or for me, like, Oh, it's easy for you to be a yoga teacher now because you have a following or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And people don't actually stop to think because they don't see the amount of work that goes in Mm-hmm. to to creating all of the things so what what's your feeling on that and how has how has like being aware of those things helped you on your path I mean, I feel like this was the first thing I had to learn because when I was like stuck in my job and like hating my life, I literally would like do that. I would like look at what everyone had and be like, oh, well, she's got a rich husband or she has a rich family or she had this handed to her. And that was the literally the first thing that I was like, you know what? These thoughts are not fucking serving me. So I just need to not go there. And it was at the point where um, the thing that really switched it around was when someone in my life became successful that came from even a shittier upbringing than I did. And I was like, damn it. Now I don't have an excuse anymore. <laughs> like, like, what am I going to do now? Um, so yeah, that was one of the first things that I had to work on. And um, at the end of the day, like you said, everyone's working hard. Everyone is doing their own thing. And if I want to 
put the work forward, I want to do it in like a really aligned way. So I need to like be on top of my emotions. I need to be on top of how I'm feeling every day and to get aligned so that I can make it as easy as possible. But I also work harder than anyone I know. And people that work, people that are willing to do the work that no one's willing to do, see the results that no one's willing to get. Oh, I love that. Dang. Yeah. That's mic dropping action. Work, here. bitch. That's, <laughs> which is also my favorite Britney Spears song, FYI. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Amber, no, that's – will you speak to a little bit more um, uh, about your upbringing and sort of what, what obstacles you've had to, to cross over so that the audience can get a little bit more familiar with that? Yeah. I mean, like my life wasn't terrible, but like my, you know, I had a single mother and, you know, my dad didn't pay as much child support as he probably should have. And, um, I like, I always tell, like I was the kid with the two stripe tearaways, like (laughs) we couldn't afford the Adidas one. So I had the two stripe tearaways. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I was, I felt like I always wanted more, um, but it wasn't really available. And, you know, I was really into fashion and like always wanted nice material things and I couldn't have them. So I knew right away, like I had to, I I knew that working hard was not something I was afraid to do to get what I wanted. You know, I got a job when I was 14, you know, worked, you know, multiple jobs when I was in high school. Um, And yeah, I mean, that caught up with me. Like it led to like a lot of like partying and like <laughs> binge drinking and dating a bunch of losers um, because I, yeah, <laughs> one, one of those situations. Um, but yeah, because also my mom moved, my mom got married and moved away when I was 17. And she, she was like, oh yeah, you can come if you want. But I could tell she didn't want me to come. So I literally lived on my own. She's like, yeah, you can stay like in our place until it sells. So I just lived on my own like had ragers at my house every weekend and like, um, yeah, started young, but then I just figured it out, you know, always worked, always made it happen. But I, you know, knew that I wasn't meant to just be, you know, working a job. It was never like, um, I mean, like I, I never hit like a rock bottom and like had this spiritual awakening, but I feel like my whole early twenties were just a rock bottom. <laughs> And then you know, I, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I always, I, I've told this story a few times. I'll tell you the short version, but, um, how I got into the chakra stuff and was in a meditation class. And I realized that I was the only person swallowing every five seconds and unable to sit still. And I asked the teacher after class, like, what does it mean if I like feel like I have a lump in my throat? Like, why am I swallowing every five seconds? And she's like, oh yeah, that's your throat chakra. And I was like, oh, okay. And I had no idea what she was talking about. I pretended like I did. And then I like went home and just deep dived chakras and crystals and all this stuff and just became obsessed with learning about it. And, um, And then I started, I wanted to start a chakra jewelry business because I just felt like I didn't relate to any of the gurus or the teachers out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, this, this should be fun. Like this shouldn't be, you know, I don't resonate with this old man in India with a four foot beard. Like I don't like, (laughs) he doesn't get me. I don't get him. Like it just wasn't 
it, that's not how I wanted to learn. And I think, I mean, obviously for some people it is, but for me, it just wasn't how I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn from someone I felt like understood me. Mm. Um, and I didn't really find that. So I was like, I'm just going to become that. <laughs> I'm going to learn it all and I'll just start teaching it to people. Um, and yeah, it happened slowly. It required me to do a lot of inner work and that happened over about like three years probably. And then finally I launched the jewelry business. And then I realized really quickly that people didn't give a shit about the jewelry. They just wanted to know how to unblock their, their chakras. Right. Um, and how to, a lot of them wanted to know how to like launch a business or like, how did you, you know, overcome this or how can I, you know, use my chakras to do this? And I was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So back to what we were saying about manifesting and taking yes. action. It's like, even though I was taking action towards something totally different, it ended up, I ended up manifesting something greater. This podcast is brought to you by Omega Power Creamer, the keto coffee creamer that provides high quality fats to your morning coffee. This easy to use all-in-one blendable creamer gives you the same benefits of keto coffee without the mess and the hassle. And it was also designed to make it super convenient and great for when you're on the go. A lot of you know that I travel so much and I always travel with my Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee and I always like to add either MCT oil or ghee and I like to blend it and I found this incredible product that combines all of those things in one. It has grass-fed ghee, organic fair trade, virgin coconut oil, MCT oil, and sunflower lecithin and it's completely sugar-free. Many of you know that I've struggled <laughs> with my sugar addiction and it's something that I've gotten really, really good about eradicating completely from my diet and I know that in the new year this is going to be super helpful and I'm really grateful that we were able to partner together to create a happier and healthier community. This creamer is easy to use. You just pour it into your coffee and you blend it up and it's ready to enjoy. There's four different flavors, original, vanilla, cacao, and cinnamon. And you can check out their website, powercreamer.com and use code RADLOVE1 for 10% off your first order. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy the rest of this podcast. So I... I know that you're a Reiki practitioner. So how did that come to be? I mean, that didn't come until later where I felt like I just, I, I've just never been the traditional, I need a certificate to prove something type of person. And I self-taught myself completely in chakra healing and meditation and, um, all that kind of stuff. And I just felt like, okay, I probably should have some kind of piece of paper for this. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I just did it. And I just started doing Reiki on myself and I realized how wild it was. Um, actually, it's kind of like a gross, maybe TMI story, but every time I did Reiki and this actually even, okay, so the first time I did Reiki had it done to me by someone else I got like a cold sore in my nose and I've never had a cold sore before in my life and I like talked to the girl and she's like yeah and like we did like a lot of energy work and I was like oh my god <laughs> like that's crazy like this physically like this stuff works like that physically manifested 
in my nose. <laughs> and, then, um, and then again, I, when I got my level two, it happened to me again. So when I got attuned for Reiki level two, it happened to me again. And then I was like, oh yeah, I should go back to doing Reiki on myself. And then I did it right before my trip um, just a few weeks ago and I got a fucking cold sore in my nose again. It was so crazy. So I think the universe is like, you need to be consistent with the Reiki. So anyways, I mean, that's not really what you were asking, but <laughs> but no, th- thank you for sharing that. that was, actually, I, I wanted to know. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. You scratched my itch because I was like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that just to me was like, okay, yeah, this stuff works. So then now it's good. Cause I've always done like guided meditations and stuff like that. And now I can incorporate Reiki into it. So I've kind of come up with my own kind of combination that I call uh, a chakra activation session that uses like light healing, um, Reiki crystals and meditation and visualization. And I just kind of jumble it into one. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. How can, um, people that are listening that are, you know, curious about chakra healing and, you know, all the different, uh, modalities for creating a better life. How can, how can they incorporate these rituals into their daily life? Like for the beginner? Yeah. I mean, I feel like the first thing is just knowledge and understanding um, each chakra. I mean, I have info on my website about that, but I mean, I I think if you're meant to like really go there, I feel like you'll find the right resource. For me, it was a Deepak Chopra book, actually, Seven Spiritual Laws of Yoga, and it breaks out uh, the different chakras, which was really cool when I was first beginning. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I, I feel like I always say your body is your best textbook. You have to kind of try it. You have to like dive deep and be like, okay, so they say that, um, you know, the sacral chakra is about your creativity and about your sexual energy and about your passion. So if I know that I'm feeling blocked, um, you know, what could that, what, what do I think is blocking that? And like deep diving, you know, on your, on your own and like journaling about it. Cause everyone, it's going to be different for everyone. Um, everyone's going to have a different experience. Everyone's going to have different energy stored up, um, different things that they need to unblock. And I think, like I said, your body is just your, your best ally in that. Yeah. I love that. I think, well, you said this in the beginning, as you were explaining them, like, asking the right questions Mm -hmm. and going into a place where you're in self-inquiry, which is where really we all find our way to what is ailing us most of the time when we ask the right question. Totally. And like, it's, and like, you can even Google it. Like you, if you're like social, like what chakra is social anxiety (laughs) and you'll figure it out. And like, I feel like you'll, you'll find what you're meant to find. And um, then, you, you know, once you can kind of diagnose your chakras and be like, okay, I feel like this one's blocked. I feel like this one's blocked. Um, then you can start doing the work and, you know, you know, get crystals that correspond with that chakra, do meditations that correspond with that chakra. There's just so many resources out there. What have you learned the most about yourself on this self-inquiry spiritual path? Ooh, good question. I feel like one of the most important things that I've learned is just to be okay with being messy. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have, like as a spiritual teacher, 
I'm put that in, I'm doing air quotes right now, um, a spiritual teacher, um, you know, you don't have to be buttoned up and expect perfection from yourself because it's a journey and there's always going to be, um, you know, things to work on. I think for me, I mean, another thing that I learned about myself, I was like, oh, I kind of put a wall up to people when I first connect with them or, um, you know, and that's something that I never thought I did. I always thought that I was very open, but it's something that just kept coming up and coming up and coming up. So I don't know. I feel like every single month I could tell you a different story of something I learned about myself, (laughs) something that I worked on and something that I fixed. But, but yeah, I mean, there's just so many things and like, it's like it's like a new levels, new devils situation where every time you get to a new level of clarity and a new you know level of success, level of happiness, level of abundance, there's something else that you need to clear to get to the next level. Oh, I love that. That's a quote, or as Oprah would say, that's a tweetable moment. Yes. <laughs> um, what What advice would you give your 15-year-old self if you can see her in front of you now? 15-year-old Amber, what would you say to her? Oh my gosh, good question. Um, break up with your loser boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you said boyfriend. Oh yeah. <laughs> Multiple. Um, but yeah, I mean, literally, I think it's just like, you don't need the external validation. Um, and like, it's okay to spend time alone and be alone with your thoughts. I feel like when I was younger, I felt a need to always be around people and for validation reasons, I'm sure. And yeah, I mean, I would just tell myself, you don't, you don't need those people. Mm. I love that. Um, oh, goodness. Oh, sorry. <laughs> if you guys are listening to this, some of the stuff I'm not even going to take out. I'm just going to leave it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can deal with the Wi-Fi issues with us. It's like, it's like a, yeah, it's, it's like a like, journey. Yeah. It's like a journey. Exactly. It's an adventure. Life. It's a yeah. metaphor for life. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Um, Amber, what would your 95 year old self tell you now? Oh, good one. I've, I've done this before where I've like written myself a letter from the old person version of me. Um, what would I say? Probably um, take more breaks and be more present and that you don't have to change everyone's lives, like focus on yourself. I feel like as women and as healers, we were really spending so much time on other people's shit <laughs> and, um, and just not taking enough breaks. Um, and then, I mean, I do my practice every day, but still, I just feel like girl needs a day off. <laughs> I actually just got back from vacation, so I can't complain, but <laughs> yeah, sure you can. Yeah, I can. Sure you can. And I will. <laughs> there you go. Um, Amber, you're, uh, this has been one of the greatest conversations I've had in a long time. <laughs> I think it's just, it's so much fun to be able to chat with somebody who's, uh, on the same path and, um, has similar interests and is equally as curious about 
continuing to evolve as as a spiritual and physical human being. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's that's awesome. Um, I have one final question for you. Okay. Um, as obviously, I think we can have these conversations forever, and I hope that we continue to have them. We will. Um, so I created Radically Loved as a way to create a forum or a, a tribe, so to speak, of people to come together and to um, feel supported either by the content on this podcast, information, or just to hear that everybody has the same questions and struggles that, that they have. And so the idea is that we are all radically loved by God, universe, source, whatever higher power of your understanding. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that the universe works for us and not against us. And so there's two questions. The first one is, how do you feel radically loved? And the second is, what do you radically love? Mm, okay. I feel radically loved by knowing that everything turns out better than I imagined. And I decided to make that my reality. And I am always just shocked at how much support I get from the universe, from other people, um, you know, the amazing people that cross my path. Um, and I just truly believe that, you know, the universe is there to make everything better than we expected if we're open to it. And I'm glad that I've tapped into that. Um, I radically, I mean, I'm just going to be a big cheese ball and I'm going to say just, I radically love my husband and my dog. And <laughs> I, um, I never thought I would be like a nurture. I just, I have like more of a masculine, um, like driven energy and I just never saw myself as nurturing. And it's so just crazy that just having a dog has made me like a completely different person and has like taught me things about myself that I didn't know. And it's just been like a really crazy journey <laughs> as a dog mom. Uh, here, here. Yes. Yes. Um, so for the people listening, where can they go for more information and to learn more about you? Yeah. So you can check out my podcast and I'm going to have Miss Rosie on very Hi. soon. Um, it's called Chakra Girl Radio. I'm on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. You can check out my website at chakragirlco.com. I've got, you know, some meditations on there, some chakra info. And then I also am all about the gram. So hit me up, DM me. I answer everyone's questions. So it's Chakra Girl Co. on Instagram. Yes. Amber, thank you so much for being so awesome thank and you. fun and open and authentic and real and all of the things. Thank you for also providing a place for people to go to so that they can garner great value for themselves mm. and their paths. So, yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. You're my new favorite person. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> That's always my goal with every single person. Yes. Like, Love I want to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening. Is there something missing in your life? 
Is there something that you want to do in the world to create an impact but feel that it's overwhelming? So many of us walk through life feeling unsatisfied, overwhelmed, tired, and desperate for a deeper connection, but don't quite know how to achieve the things that we want in life. Join us this spring at the Dunsky Castle in Scotland for seven days of yoga, meditation, and yoga nidra, all focusing on finding your life's purpose. During our time together, we will learn how and when to take action, how to lead from our heart and not our head, how to break up with our inner critic for good, and dive deep into learning about desire and discipline and how this creates a purposeful life. For more information, go to radicallyloved.com or you can message us at info at radicallyloved.com, subject Scotland. We'll see you soon.